What's up, everyone? This is the Jelly Cards Podcast, and football is back. With preseason underway, John and I give you our long-term and short-term investment players heading into the 2023 season. Also, we discuss consigning with Probstein auctions and the benefits of using a company that utilizes eBay for their listings versus consigning with Golden or Heritage. So if you are ready, we are ready, and enjoy this new episode from the Jelly Card Boys. Welcome back to the Jelly Cards Podcast, where John and I are spreading the love of the hobby. This is episode 19. Man, dude, I am ready, 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 ready for some football. I know. All I've been thinking about is football. All I've been doing on eBay is looking at football cards. <laughs> Obviously, we've been we've been on a nice little run of buying, buying into some slabs. Justin Fields, Daniel Jones. I try to, you know... I tried. I tried for you, man, to get, to get them to get a trash card. I tried. Luke was on board with it. Eric was the only one that didn't want it. So, if all four of us aren't aren't on board, you know, unfortunately, we we take a pass. But, um, man, I'm ready. All I've been, you know, ever since like the the Q, uh, the quarterback series on Netflix. Did you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks? Not yet, but uh, that's on the agenda for real. It was actually pretty cool. You know, I'm not a obviously I'm not a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. I could care less about the Jets, but uh, their head coach seems like really he's such like a down to earth guy. You know, he he doesn't seem like your typical like head coach. He's he's pretty uh, he's pretty personable with his players and stuff, which I really liked. And uh, it definitely gives you a little bit different perspective on Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, I kind of just fit. You know, by looking at him and like hearing all his off-field stuff, you kind of just think of him being maybe a little arrogant. Mm-hmm. But he's actually really not, <laughs> or at least at least that's what the show shows. Like, uh, you know, so I was I was like, okay, I'm 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 okay with this. I'll watch it, you know. But uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready for some football, man. I'm ready for our cards to take off. <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, I do want to say congratulations. Why you, you sold uh, the two cards that you tried selling at the national? Mm-hmm. You uh, you were able to sell them, and you sold them with a uh, Probstein, which yep. is the first time ever that we've uh, or that you've any of us used uh, that consignment uh, business. So uh, just go over the process because I actually I have no idea like what the process is to even uh, submit cards with Probstein. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the congratulations. So, like Jason said, we were when we went to the national on Thursday. Uh, we tried to walk as much as possible and see as much as possible. And I remembered where uh, Probstein had their booth set up, and I was trying to sell two of my most expensive cards in my collection. And we talked about it on the previous episode. Gretzky was a part of that. My Gretzky. 1979-80 OPG rookie. And after I couldn't sell it by myself walking the show, I went back the next day and I dropped it off at Probstein. And it was actually, like I was telling you before we started this, it was it was a cool process. So I dropped the cards off with, uh, I'm pretty sure his name is Rick. I don't want to be wrong, but I dropped him off with the owner of Probstein himself. Yeah, Rick. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm trying to list these cards. What do you think? And he's like, yeah, these are these are pretty great cards. Uh, we will put them on. Uh, so these ones specifically will get a 10-day auction because we want to get as much views as possible so most people get to see the card. I dropped them off. They took my info. They took my email address, my phone number, my name. They listed them. And then, like I was telling you, every day I would get email updates saying, hey, your listing is live. Here's this link. Click on the link to kind of watch your auctions. And it would just be a pretty much daily breakdown of what's going on and what are the cards they had listed. And it was actually really cool. And then after the card sold the, the following day, I got an email with uh, like, here's what your card sold for slash your total. And then they send you a spreadsheet as well. And I appreciate the spreadsheet because the spreadsheet kind of just tells you how much money you eventually make per card. So it, 
if you sell a card for I think less than a uh, hundred dollars, uh, if I'm remembering right, I was looking at the the board when we were there. Mm-hmm. What? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the breakdown, you make eighty five percent of the final sale, and the more expensive your card becomes, the higher percentage you get from the sale. So, the because of how expensive my cards sold for, you get ninety five percent of the of wow. the final sale. Yeah, that's awesome. It is super awesome. So, yeah, they sent me the spreadsheet the day after it sold. The day after that, I think they kind of wait to make sure people pay. The day after that, I got an email about like payment and uh, giving you your your owed money. Basically, I got an email about the payment due. Uh, they made sure they had all the the right info, my name, uh, account, or like address. If you want to get a check, they do checks too. So they took all that. And then, yeah, we're going forward with the payment process. And I'm super excited, but also at the same time, uh, you know, everybody knows, my brothers know. I'm slightly sad because, yeah, those they were some of my favorite cards, my best cards in my collection. And yeah. it's sad to see them go, but we got we have adult lives to live. So <laughs> it is what it is. But honestly, I this, for me, this is only the second time I've ever consigned anything. And this has been the best experience so far. And I'm I'm really happy that I went with Probstein. I, I don't know if they'll ever listen to our podcast, but if they do, I want to thank them for being nice and kind of, I could kind of tell that Rick, when I showed him the cards, he actually, he had the best, he like felt genuinely interested in making sure that you do the best thing possible to make yourself the most money. Because like I said on the previous episode, it was graded a KSA 9.5. And I said to him, I was like, I keep, I was walking around the show trying to see what I could do. And and I was considering cracking it out of the slab. And he immediately said, no, 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 don't crack it. Do not crack it. Uh, it's like, it's not worth the risk, basically, is what mm-hmm. he was telling me. Uh, it's so difficult sometimes for these cards to get graded with other companies because you're worried about uh, trimming and authenticity and all that stuff. And he's like, don't crack it. We'll just list it. And I was like, okay. So yeah, overall really great experience. And I would, I would probably recommend it for people who are interested in consigning some, some high end cards. So I was about to ask that too, because you know, obviously you, you've gone, you've consigned with golden. I, I actually really like that you did Probstein. Uh, mainly because you you know you had two very valuable cards. It's easy to get um, kind of sucked into Golden Heritage, PWCC. You know these kind of bigger consignment companies just because. Hey, you see how well they do, right? Like you you see the uh, a massive amount of cards that are being consigned with them. You see the you know record breaking sales, so it's like I need you know it's you almost kind of like well I, I think I need to go with them. But, you know, after you said you sold those cards, you know, I instantly went on to uh, Probe St- uh, Steen's um, sold cards on, on eBay because I wanted to see how much you actually sold them for. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, like, dude, they can sign a ton, yeah, a ton of cards. I mean, and they range anywhere from I saw some like Jordan Alvarez, like tops, you know, rookies, you know, from anywhere from like twenty four dollars to you know ten thousand dollars and i mean it it took me forever to find your cards on there man. <laughs> because i mean they have so many listings i mean it's it seems like it's a it's a great uh company to consign with me personally i've i've bought cards from them off of ebay uh yeah, I... the, the justin fields Fireburst that i bought for us that was from probstein <laughs> nice yeah some of my brendan mckay some of my brendan mckay rookies our first Bowmans are, were from Probstein. Uh, one of my Lonzo Ball uh, rookie cards is from Probstein as well. Dang. Uh, yeah, I remember you saying that at the show, and I was like, I was kind of surprised because usually they, uh, Probstein, when they sell their cards on eBay, they usually get higher value than what they normally go for. Yeah, so I, was I, I, I was, I was, I managed to get some really good deals on on them because uh, I've also noticed too that sometimes they might have like the same card listed, like you know. So obviously people are selling the same cards, so they might have mm-hmm. multiple listings of it. So you kind of, you know, some of them fall like in the shadows of the other ones. Yeah. Um, 
So I was able to make great deals. And I actually, uh, if I see Probstein on eBay, if I'm looking for a card and I see him, I always watch them. Like nice. that's just now it's they're one of my go-tos that I like buying from because I feel safe buying from them. Exactly. And another thing that I thought of when I was dropping them off, like you said perfectly, Golden, PWCC, and Heritage are usually like the premier auction websites. But if, like I've said on previous episodes, this is just my opinion and my experience. If you don't have a card that's worth like six figures and above, Mm-hmm. usually that card gets lost in the shuffle. Like usually it gets lost on page 20 of their auction website yeah. and not enough people are going all the way down there to, to, to look at it. Or basically they won't see it unless they're specifically looking for your card. Yeah, I feel like you don't get to see it. And if you're on Probstein and you're using eBay, I feel like all of these super rich people who can afford super expensive cards, they all have an eBay page. Mm-hmm. For sure. There's no way that they, they collect sports cards and they don't buy through eBay. Yeah. So on you'll 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 see it no matter what if you're scrolling through eBay or even if you're scrolling through Probstein or any listing and you just kind of sort it by most expensive, whatever. It'll be seen so much more on eBay, in my opinion. Yeah. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to listing it on a premier auction website. So because because if you're if you're looking for a Justin Justin Fields rookie card. Are you going on Heritage website to, <laughs> right. to to bid on an auction of theirs, or are you going on eBay? Exactly. Unless unless you're unless you're really looking for like that million dollar like PC collector's <laughs> item, you know that you're gonna find on Golden or Heritage. I no one's using those websites, in my opinion. No one's gonna use those websites if you're just simply looking for a first Bowman prospect card. Right. You know, you're going to go on eBay. And the great thing about Probstein is because they use eBay, they're going to pop up. If you're looking for Justin Fields and they're selling a Justin Fields card or for somebody else and they have one listed, it's going to pop up. And, mm-hmm. and Probstein is right there on the bottom of the image. So, you know, exactly like, yep, that's a Probstein card. I'm going to watch it or I'm going to look at it because, you know, they're top, you know, it, when it comes to eBay. They're one of the top sellers, so I feel that safety with them. Me too. Yeah, I, I had a really great experience, and I honestly would probably recommend it for people, even if it is less than a hundred dollars and you get eighty five percent. Like, I honestly, I thought I was like, you know what? If I should have uh, consigned my Yu Gi Oh cards with them, probably when I, was, when I was flipping through, they had Magic on there, they had some Yu Gi Oh, obviously Pokemon. I was like, damn, you know what? I kind of regret it. I should have just consigned my Yu-Gi-Oh cards with them because I'm never, I, I need to sell myself, but I'm like, I should have just done it. I should have just been like, you know what? Here's these three cards. Sell them for me, please. Yeah. You know, and, and we'll, we'll go with that. Do you know the process of, of uh, consigning with them? If it's not in person, like obviously you would have to ship it out to them. Correct. Right. Or- yeah. I haven't looked into it, but I thought about it because of, because of how great this experience was. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I ever have another high-end card that I want to sell, I want to get it to gold, to Probstein. Is there <laughs> another is there another card that you would be down to to sell with them because if if so, I will give I will give you my 3 Yu-Gi-Oh cards and I'll go in with the consigning. Not right now, but my Ooh, son <laughs> of a <laughs> No, like it might be happening within the next year. I want to sell the my my best Marcelo Mayer auto, if Ooh, you remember that card. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about sending it to Probstein and having them auction it because I just don't want to deal with any sort of stress. Yeah. So uh, one thing too um, is, do they have something in place where if somebody doesn't buy, if the buyer mm-hmm. doesn't pay? Yes. So good question. Let me go to it and kind of see. Um, because that's always like a big thing that you know that I think about is like okay well because they're still using ebay they're probably still going to come across people who don't buy their or pay for their auctions yeah so listen to this this is a great question by you jason because at the uh when they send you the sheet after the cards are sold and they give you the breakdown of the percentage and then your net sold for price at the bottom it says payments to you are considered uh, advances ebay allows buyers to return items or cancel purchases items can also go unpaid in such cases, we will email you and then relist the item. Um, 
once it sells, we will adjust your accounting accordingly. In general, we are most attentive to consignments, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, if it doesn't get paid for, they email you and then relist it. So yeah, they have a process in, in place in case things like that happen, which it probably does, unfortunately, a lot, which is... Yeah, they probably deal with that way more than they probably wish they could. Exactly, which is super frustrating, and I really, really want eBay to fix that, especially when it comes to the sports card hobby. And yeah, like you said, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon. Um, they even had Dragon Ball Z cards, which is awesome. I look at Dragon Ball Z they, cards. They, like, they do everything. Like, yeah, they got everything. And it's and then I kind of really regret not giving them my Yu-Gi-Oh cards to just been like, hey, you know what? They might get a little bit more attention on your page than my own page where I have zero for reviews because I don't use it. Yeah, you should look you know into it mean? for real. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I kind of thought I was like, damn, you know what? I probably should have done that because it would have been a little bit better and it would have took the stress off of me because I don't, <laughs> have, to, I don't have to do it myself. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. A hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, so let's let's get into the uh, let's get into the fo- uh, football card market because we ended last episode talking about football cards and talking about the upcoming season, but we weren't able to like break it down and go really go in depth with it. And now, ever since the national, ever since we were looking at football cards, I believe all four of us are pretty much on this high of like, hey, we're ready for football season. <laughs> You know, we uh, we managed to buy a couple more Justin Fields cards, one of which was an auto. If you uh, follow us on our social media page, um, I did post on both our Instagram and TikTok accounts. So you can check out what uh, Justin Fields auto we ended up getting. Uh, we got also what the neon green pulser as well, you said. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I know I John picked up uh, Daniel Jones, too, <laughs> right? Yep. Two Daniel Jones rookie cards. So, I mean, we're, listen, we're, <laughs> we're ready. You know, we're, we're trying to be smart about our, our, uh, our purchases here. Take away the bias just because we're from Chicago. We all truly believe that Justin Fields and, and the Chicago Bears are going to have an amazing season. The Bears did everything they could to, you know, give uh, Fields to help on offense and to bolster the uh, the defense as well. So I'm super excited. I've been man. If my bets hit for, for this <laughs> yeah. upcoming season, oh man! Oh hell yeah! Oh man! Uh, down payment on a house. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! Don't get you me know. started. Yeah, but uh, so let me let me ask you this. I told you I was gonna put you on the spot. So I'm gonna <laughs> ask you this question, okay? Before we get into the markets, if you had a choice, and this is, I mean, you can, you can utilize this for, uh, or, uh, you can compare this to pretty much all the sports within the hobby, but uh, we're just going to uh, use this question for football. If you had to pick a, pick, uh, choose one, would you rather invest in high markets or low markets? Would you rather invest in, say, a Joe Burrow market? or Justin Herbert market, Patrick Mahomes market, or would you rather take the chance on a player like Trask or Daniel Jones who <laughs> is not on the same level when it comes to the hobby? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's a tough question because it's basically asking, Do you? would you rather invest in, like, for sure – like, would you rather invest in certainty? Would you rather be low risk, low reward? Would you rather be high risk, high re- like medium yeah. to high reward? And I think you already know my answer. And my answer is usually always going to be investing in the low markets. I feel, and that's just kind of like my comf- comfortability level. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's just how comfortable I feel spending money. And I, and my answer is going to be the low markets. I like buying up low affordable cards and then hoping that they become high-end cards like i'd rather buy into a kyle trask and daniel jones card in hopes that they could become the level of freaking patrick mahomes joe burrow justin herbert jalen hurts justin fields even brock purdy kenny pickett i want them to get to that level Mm. because i feel like right now they are not at that level so 
Yeah, my my answer is buying into low markets, hoping they become high markets. But I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. You could buy into a Joe Burrow card and that card can go up. You can buy into a Trevor Lawrence card and that card can go up. But I just don't feel comfortable risking like a thousand dollars on a Joe Burrow slab, hoping it becomes twelve to fifteen hundred or two thousand. Because I don't know. It's just like we've talked about so many times, it eventually becomes hype and people get so I don't know, un I don't want to say annoyed. They get so uninterested pretty quickly. It's like, oh, Joe Burrow might go to the Super Bowl this year. And then he goes to the Super Bowl and like, oh, all right, cool. We knew that was gonna happen. Who's the next card we're buying? <laughs> so my answer, sorry to go on a little rant, is buying into low markets. But what about you, Jason? I I don't know. Well, so so what I'm thinking though is like you said that kind of people come I guess it's more of like people just become complacent with some of those high markets because they they it's kind of almost like that been there done that type of type of deal. <laughs> yeah. However, but like I feel like Patrick Mahomes is probably keeps increasing. See now for me, I I don't even look at Patrick Mahomes cards. I don't know anything about his market because I already know that's way out of my league. Yeah. You know, so I'm not looking at it, but I'm I would assume that almost every year that goes by, I'll bet you his market keeps rising. Yeah, you're, I would. You're I would right. assume, especially and, for I mean, his rare cards. Yeah. So, and then you know, for play, I would. I would think it's probably the same with like Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow, or at least they probably stay at their at that level of like where they're at. But you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's high reward, or it's like it's high risk. Versus like, yeah, trying to hope that that card, you know, if you're buying into a $2,000 Patrick Mahomes card, I mean, realistically, wh where are you expecting that card to go? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like if I'm buying into, if I'm buying a $200 Kyle Trask card, I'm looking at players like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes, all of those, you know, elite quarterbacks in the league, and I'm going, hey, this car could be a thousand dollars at some point. If I bought into a Patrick Mahomes rookie card and I paid two thousand dollars for it, I, I mean, realistically, I, you know, I would even know, like, hey, well, you know, what does Patrick Mahomes need to do in order for this card to go back up in price? You know what I mean, like. Does he need like is a Super Bowl uh, another Super Bowl win enough? Is an MVP trophy uh, another MVP enough for his market to to gain traction again? You know what I mean. But if I'm buying into Kyle Trask, if I'm buying into you know Daniel Jones, Jordan Love, all, one season, <laughs> Brock Purdy, like all you need is one great season, you know. And that's what we've kind of been going back and forth with a lot in our in our group chats is just. You know, we're kind of buying into players looking at that hype factor. You know, we're buying into these players looking at hype, hoping that the hype is going to make their markets go up hell by by September. Yeah, we're hoping by what September 10th, the, the, these markets have gone up already. and We might be able to dump some of these cards. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So my I, I, I'm the same with you. I invest low for that high reward, right? Like I'm not, even though I, I would never buy a thousand dollar card myself, but even if I had the money to do it, I probably still wouldn't do it. I'd rather <laughs> buy 10, you know, Daniel Jones cards versus taking, taking the risk on one Joe Burrow card in hoping that that card goes up in value. Because realistically, I think the 10, 10 Daniel Jones cards would be the better investment than the one Joe Burrow, right? That's what I think too. Like you can make a, like, I don't know, at least 50. You you don't know how much you can make on, on the, on one of those Daniel Jones cards, but you're yeah. kind of stuck on this one Joe Burrow. You're comparing 10 Daniel Jones cards and kind of compounding your, your profits versus just one Joe Burrow card. And yeah, I think you could end up making more money with the 10 Daniel Jones rookies compared to just one Joe Burrow rookie, but it, uh, to be fair and to be on like defensive of the people who do buy up Joe Burrow, it depends on the card. Like if you're comparing, I don't know, uh, an immaculate or a national treasure Joe Burrow card for like 10k and it becomes 30k, like I, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it depends on the card and it depends on the set, all that kind of stuff. But 
Yeah, it's just like I said, it's it's high risk. Like, you're are you willing to spend ten thousand dollars on a Joe Burrow rookie card, or do you want to buy ten one thousand dollar Daniel Jones cards, or yeah. even go even lower on both sides? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, did you see um, on Instagram that a that the one hundred one uh, Brock Purdy National Treasures uh, card was pulled? No, the one hundred one uh, Shield. Uh, no, there was. Oh man, no, I can't. It was on our. It was on Instagram. I forgot who posted it. Somebody posted. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. No, what did I say? Did I say Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy? Uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. I was. It, I believe it was a one hundred one Brock Purdy. It had NT. It was National Treasures, I believe. Okay, it might have been the Shield. Shield Auto. Was it an auto? Uh, I. I can't remember <laughs> anymore. <laughs> All right, thanks, Jason. I was hoping. Did you see that, that card? Gonna, that, yeah. Did you see that card that I don't know what I'm talking know, about? Right yeah, yeah. I was hoping you were gonna be like, oh yeah, I saw that too. Uh, okay, maybe I did. I don't freaking. Uh, who knows? All these cards yeah. become the same. I think now. there was a one hundred one. I saw somebody post something. It said it was one hundred one. I know it was NT Brock Purdy. I don't know what the card was though. Okay, great. Anyway, yeah. what were you gonna say about it? I was just gonna ask if you saw it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, because cool. Because then the co- the comment section was like, "How much do you think this card's gonna be worth?" So I was gonna mm. ask you how much you thought the card was gonna be worth. Okay. But you ruined it. No, it's probably now. Now I sound stupid. No, 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 no. I think that's a great question because what did I on the hockey episode? I think his black finite prism. Twenty four thousand or something like that. Twenty five somewhere around there. And this is National Treasures one of one. Yeah, ungraded. It probably is going to sell for more than the PSA ten prism, in my opinion. Raw. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I'm a perfect time to pull it. Yeah, tell me about it. You can heck, you can list it today, and it'll be a good time to sell it. Yeah, somebody also uh, that same account. Um, I think it's a breaker account, and then somebody uh, they they posted. Uh, somebody got the. Um, I think it was uh, Desmond Ritter out of twenty five uh, national treasures too, and I'm like, damn. And I picked them to win the division. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Hey man, it was like so when I was making that the. When I was making that bet, I'm like, for the AFC divisions, I'm like, I feel like those are pretty self-explanatory. You know, I think the Chiefs, Bills, uh, Jaguars, and who am I missing? Who else did I pick? Oh, boy. Who am I missing here? Chiefs, Bills, Jaguars. uh, Oh, and and the Bengals. Bengals, obviously. So, for me, I think those four are like set in stone. I think that's pretty easy that they're more than likely going to win those. Uh, the NFC is where I took a little bit more risks. Obviously, of course, I picked the Bears to win the NFC North. I truly think that they'll do it. I wanted to pick the Giants, man. I, did. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to pick the Giants. I couldn't bring myself to do it, especially if I'm making the bet. I wanted to do it, but I think the Eagles are still going to be just way too good. And, yeah, man, I mean, I think, I think the NFC South is a toss-up. Mm-hmm. It's a toss-up. And hey, you know what? I'm gonna roll with the Falcons because they actually weren't bad last year. You know, I mean, Mariota kind of had it rough, but Desmond Ritter came in. And I think he did pretty, pretty decently. Mm-hmm. So, and I, a lot of people are are big on Derek Carr and the Saints, but I'm like, this is the first year without uh, Sean Payton over in in uh, in New Orleans. So, I don't know how the Saints are gonna turn out. Exactly. And Derek Carr, no offense. Not really a gamer. Yeah, okay? not impressed. So I, everybody, I mean, I think they're just, I think they're choosing the Saints just because it's a very weak division. But I, I'll give it to the Falcons. I think they're gonna, you know, my, I'm not gonna be, you know, I'm not gonna give it to the Panthers, even yeah. if Bryce Young plays. I'm not gonna give it to them. Uh, the Buccaneers, I, I thought about it, <laughs> but you know, because hey, man, Kyle Trask. That's I hope, right. I, I hope he does well. Thanks. I hope he does well so then we can all we could sit back and go, damn, we should have just bought that card. We should have listened to John. But at my point, okay, I don't even know what our topic is today because we just keep going on these <laughs> rants. My point is, like, he doesn't even have to do well. He just he just needs to take over the starting job and that mm-hmm. yeah, instantly so. makes the card market hot. Yeah. But anyway. One, yeah. one good If he takes over the starting role, and it comes out and has an amazing first game. That's all you need. Dude, yeah, absolutely. That's all you need. That's all you need. Hell yeah. You know, look at Brock Purdy. Yeah. Brock exactly. Purdy was a third string quarterback, man. 
and he's got cards selling for you know for five figures twenty four thousand dollars so and he's a he was a third string quarterback and now everyone's sitting back like thinking he's you know he's the guy you know what i mean and that's all you need mm-hmm. all you need is one good game for this <laughs> hobby to to come alive again and everybody's running out there bogo by it and that's why i asked about you know investing in high markets versus low markets because i mean i everybody's sitting back now Kudos to anybody who was actually investing in Brock Purdy cards before he took over before as he a starter. Took off. Because yes. if you were just if you were just like buying uh, wax and you happened to pull some Brock Purdy cards and then you had them, great. But if somebody actually looked at Brock Purdy and was like, "I think this guy's going to be good," even though he's the third string, I think at, I think at some point he's going to be great. And he ended up doing what he did. Wow. Like, yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's unreal. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm very excited to see it. You know, I hope, I hope Daniel Jones does really well. It's going to be tough for him. He, I, but I think the Giants can end up playing for a wild card spot. Uh, hopefully Kyle Trask does takes, does take over. I, Baker, Baker sucks apparently in practice. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think they said in nine practices he's thrown seven picks, dang, or something like that. So yeah, bad new bad news bears over there for uh, Baker Mayfield. Actually, they're saying that he should just retire. I think it was Colin <laughs> Hurd. I think Colin Hurd was like, dude, just retire, go be an analyst for college football. Dang, like that's what he was saying. He was like, dude, just like just retire, man. Like, wow, that's yeah. that's harsh. But yeah, well, you know, Colin's such a good guy. Yeah, exactly. That guy, that guy knows everything. Yeah, everything, especially mm-hmm. baseball. <laughs> oh yeah. But let's uh, let's let's move into the markets though. Uh, I want to talk. I want to you know let the listeners know like you know about some some players' markets. Uh, of course, I'm gonna talk about quarterbacks because, like we've said before, truthfully, that's really where the money's at when it comes to football cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you could spend money on uh, you, or you could spend money and make money on wide receivers. Running backs, if you have somebody like Sauce Gardner, uh, Aaron Donald, Chase Young on defense, you could probably make the money off of them too. But realistically, if you're investing in football, I think your best bet, just stick to the quarterbacks. Yes. Uh, So give me one player that you are going to be keeping an eye on uh, their market going into this uh, upcoming season. So uh, I kind of feel bad just kind of sticking to my guns, but I'm going to. And you already know probably who I'm going to say. The, the guy that I'm looking at the most currently, and this is just my opinion. No one has to follow me into the, the shadow realm. But my, my pick is Kyle Trask. I keep looking at Kyle Trask cards. I keep watching Kyle Trask cards. I keep adding cards to my cart, taking them out of the cart, and looking at other listings. So the reason that I'm doing this so that people don't get it twisted. I'm not saying Kyle Trask is going to become Joe Burrow. I'm not saying Kyle Trask is going to become a Super Bowl champion. The whole reason that I'm doing this is investment purposes. This is a short-term investment. I'm looking at Kyle Trask cards because of what we just went over like two minutes ago. I'm expecting Kyle Trask to eventually become the starter in Tampa Bay. And based on my sports cards, cards market, the hobby knowledge, as soon as that day comes, that Kyle Trask market, in my opinion, is going to potentially double, maybe triple if we're getting crazy. It depends on the card. And I want to be able to capitalize on that when that happens. So the first guy that I've been looking at is Kyle Trask. And I wanted to bring him up because as soon as we were talking about the Joe Burrow Oh, my God. So very recently, uh, Kyle Trask, silver PSA 10 rookie, I think sold. I don't even know how this person had one. because Who was grading silver PSA 10 Kyle Trask rookies? <laughs> the, the, the silver, I think it was the variation. His silver variation sold in a PSA 10 for $150. And I was looking at other ones, too. When was I, this? This was uh, August 7th. So August 8th, for, actually. For Kyle Trask? Yep, 150 bucks silver variation. 
on August 4th. Actually, holy crap, I'm looking at now these ones. So on, on July 30th, his regular silver, not the variation, which we've learned now is like the, the one you want to get, sold for $150 back on July 30th. And so $150 for a Caltrask silver rookie in a PSA 10. And I like I, I know I'm like contradicting myself here. I just said he's not going to become Joe Burrow. But I just want to point out that on August 7th, the same day as the variation, a Joe Burrow silver PSA 10 rookie sold for how much do you think, Jason? Uh, probably over a thousand. Two thousand three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Two thousand three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Non-auto. Nope. Wow. Just his regular silver rookie in a PSA ten is almost twenty-four hundred dollars. So do you even if a, do you know how much a Justin Fields silver goes for in a PSA ten? I think like six hundred, five to six hundred. Last one sold for seven ten. Oh crap! Oh man, his market is getting hot too. Then because it used to be like five fifty to six hundred for sure. But, I've looked at them. The point I'm making: look at look at Joe Burrow though. You know, yeah. Look what happens. That all you have to do is just a con- like, all they need to do is just accomplish a little. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not saying that Joe Burrow's only accomplished a little. I mean, he already made it to a Super Bowl and he made it to two AFC Championship games. Yeah. But I'm just saying. It could happen, man. And then look at what happened to these markets, you know? So. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not – even if it, even if the freaking trash card gets to half of that, I just yeah. 10 times mm-hmm. my investment. Like yeah. if it goes from $150 to 1200 mm-hmm. I'm going to be ecstatic. I'm going to be so happy that I – nine times my investment to, for people getting out there who are going to be mad. So, yeah, yeah Trask is my first pick. And I, I know I get a lot of smack talk in the Jelly Cards group chat for it. But it's just – it's an investment buy. I'm not saying that Kyle Trask is going to become freaking Super Bowl MVP, like Hall all pro quarterback. Yeah. yeah, of course not. It's just a like short-term investment with football starting up and knowing the sports card hobby market. I just think that he's my current best investment for now. But what about you? Because I know you like – I, like I said in the freaking group chat, Jason – is constantly on a roller coaster when it comes to the hobby because he's like he said he just keeps texting football stuff now he's invested in football completely he watched the quarterback episode he wants Kirk Cousin cards he's watching Hard Knocks cards he's got he's an Aaron Rodgers fan all of a sudden (laughs) he's looking at cards nonstop. so who are your football picks at least give me one it could be it could be short term or long term but what do you got Oh, well, I'm going to go short term like you and I'm a, and you know this and it's going to be Jordan Love. Nice. And and I yes, I you know, he's a Packer. <laughs> and we're Bears fans. But if I'm if I'm trying to be smart here for for the hobby and for Jelly, I think Jordan Love's a good market. Uh like like we said, you know, investing low. Jordan Love uh, still has a low market. And again, he's he's a short term buy for me. If I'm going to be investing in Jordan Love cards, you know, I only have one. I tried to convince you guys to maybe maybe we can get another one. But I don't plan on keeping him long term. Mm-hmm. He's he's not a quarterback that I'm looking, you know, five, ten years down the road, hoping that he's going to be, you know, like you said, a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I'm looking at a great preseason followed by a crap ton of hype and hopefully – before the first game even gets played, because they're playing the Bears and probably going to get destroyed, <laughs> I'm hoping that you can dish him first game. For And if it's if it's for a 50, $50 profit, hey, it's a $50 profit. You're walking away with 50, an extra $50. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's my whole plan with him. And like we said, all it takes is one good game. That's all yeah. it's going to take. Absolutely. I mean, if you, if you look at his uh, – I wrote down some of his cards – so just his regular base prism rookie card uh, in a PSA 10, $77, 77. Okay. Lamar Jackson's prism uh, rookie card is selling for like 220, 240. And Lamar Jackson, yeah, one granted he's an MVP, but in recent years he's, he's been injured, mm-hmm. but he's still selling for over 200. God. So again, you know, if if they can succeed 
and get to these points where these other quarter, you know, and get into that market like a Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson. I mean, you can make a lot of money off of these cards. You know, you can, you know, triple, even almost quadruple your investment here. Uh, his, um, his 2020 contenders optic rookie ticket auto. So, you know, those, those rookie, uh, ticket autos mm -hmm. are highly sought after. Yep. Those are big time autos to have, um, in the hobby. Only 710. Damn. I mean, they had a, uh, what was that Kenny Pickett one? I know that Kenny Pickett one that I saw, I think it was numbered. I think it was like a 150 and it was, it was like $1,200. Yeah. I'm like $1,200. And I think I, I, I'm pretty sure it was like numbered out of 150. I'm like, that's low for a rookie ticket auto. Mm -hmm. And so for Jordan Love to just say, I mean, granted, it's not, this isn't numbered. But seven ten, I just feel like that's that's low probably compared. I should have compared it to like a Joe Burrow or one of them, and just kind of you know uh, compared in you know these prices. But he had a he had a twenty twenty mosaic purple no huddle uh, rookie card numbered out of fifty PSA ten two seventy three. Granted, granite's mosaic, Man. but it's out of fifty. That's awesome. Yeah, only two seventy three, and then a. Uh, uh, one of his autos, so it's a 2020 Prism Neon Green Pulse, uh, Pulsar Auto rookie card and a PSA 9, actually sold for 425 Dang. Yeah. So, and as a PSA 9, so I was like, man, could you imagine what a 10 would go for? <laughs> yeah. So, listen, you know, Eric keeps, he keeps mentioning in the group chat, you know, are Packer fans actually hyped up about Jordan Love? Are they looking at Jordan Love and going, oh, man, he's our next guy? Or are they looking at it like, eh, you know, <laughs> we don't plan on winning this year. Right. But for me, I actually think that's better for his market if you're buying into him. Hmm. If, nobody's, if nobody's believing in Jordan Love, but he's showing he's got the talent to play well, he to me, I actually think that's a really good buy because – the mo like we say, one game, man. <laughs> one game, and everyone's gonna be like, Jordan loves the man. Yeah, exactly. We need Jordan Love cards. You run out, buy Jordan Love cards, and then we're gonna be sitting back, <laughs> smiling, <laughs> and saying, Yep, yep, give me, give me, give me, give me your money. You know? <laughs> so Jordan Love's one of my guys. Um, again, like you said, short term investment. I don't think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, but he's getting the starting nod. He's got to be now, hopefully, the guy in, in uh, Green Bay taking over uh, Aaron, you know, for Aaron Rodgers. From what I've seen in, uh, from like practice videos and analysts talking about the practice, he actually looks pretty good. I think he threw a pick, though, on this like family weekend or whatever. And I think he got uh, J um, Jair Alexander, I think it was the player that like cursed him out for like, oh, throwing God. a pick or something. But I, I don't get where, like, all these players are, like, getting into it with their quarterbacks throwing picks in practice. It's yeah. all pick and practice, man. At least it's not the game, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, relax. It's practice. Like, you guys are all <laughs> on the same team, okay? Dang. But, uh, but, yeah. So, do you have anybody else? Yeah. So, I wanted to uh, – you already know who it is, too, because we've been talking way too much about it. So, I wanted to bring him up because – so, Kyle Trask is my short-term investment. I also wanted to talk about Fields briefly because Justin Fields, I think for us, is a long-term investment. Yep. Because I, God, man, I every time you send those stupid Colin Cohort videos or Eric sends them, I get so angry because anyone who's a, I guess you can say hater, anyone who's a hater of Justin Fields, I want to ask them immediately how many how many full Bears games did you watch last year? How many? Because I'm almost certain the answer is zero. There's no way that if you watched a full Bears game, or at least multiple full Bears games, and you watched those games as an NFL fan, there's no way that you think that Justin Fields is the Bears' problem. And or so that anyone he's a bust exactly, you know, I mean, or that a bust a bust is a very strong word to use in football. Absolutely. Uh, there's yeah. So anyway, sorry to go on a miniature rant. So. Fields is a long-term investment. And my second long-term investment is formerly Danny Dimes, currently Danny Dollars. Because he got a huge contract in the offseason. He's uh, he's quote-unquote. 
13th in the league. No, no, he's 12th in the league right now. They said once, obviously, Joe Burrow gets paid, he'll move down to 13th. Exactly. So he's quote-unquote overpaid in some people's opinion. But my long-term investment is Daniel Jones. So, like I said, Daniel Jones (laughs) in our group chat, I've said it many times. I think he's young. He's talented. He already has playoff experience and a playoff win. He's 25. He's, he's 25 20, years he's old. He's 25 years old, and he has, in my opinion, one of the best coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just comparing cards here. Like I told you, Kyle Trask's prism was selling for 150 The most recent silver prism for Daniel Jones sold for $263 on August 3rd. So – Daniel Jones's silver prism currently being at $263 and Joe Burrow's is almost 10 times at $2,400. I feel like long-term Daniel Jones could take the Giants to at least an NFC championship. Like I keep reading things saying, well, is he a Super Bowl quarterback? Is he a Super Bowl quarterback? Is he going to win your team a Super Bowl? Yeah. And in my personal opinion, knowing the coaching staff behind him, I think yes, because of how great Dable was with uh, Josh Allen and Buffalo, bringing that system over to Daniel Jones, who's young and talented. Uh, he got the booty lock, which is always brought up in our group chat on that long run. Oh, there's there's like hashtags about that. Yeah, he's. I just I think long term investment. Daniel Jones is my pick, but. That's just my opinion. Uh, like we've said so many times, I could be wrong. We could always be wrong. You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I feel it in my gut. And like I've said before, if you have a gut, and we've talked about it too, if you have a feeling about a player and you really believe in them, I just go for it. What the heck? I, like we like we started this podcast episode off with. Thanks to you, Jason. If I lose out on two hundred fifty bucks, two hundred sixty bucks on a Daniel Jones silver prism. It is what it is. I right, maybe I'll maybe it loses money. Maybe it, I can sell it for like a hundred bucks later in the year, and I lose one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. I feel comfortable with that. I I'm willing to take that risk versus buying a twenty four hundred dollar silver prism Joe Burrow rookie into PSA ten, and who knows what happens? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, with the and fans. losing a thousand dollars on the card versus losing a hundred dollars on the card. Exactly. So yeah, I I don't want to go into my Daniel Jones rant and my defense of him and his stats because uh, I'll go I'll go crazy. But I think Daniel Jones is a really affordable card currently for the long term. And he's the person that I'm investing in. But like you, I'm just I'm so excited for football to start mostly for the Bears. I'm so I can't wait. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm I feel it too. Like you said, I feel like this could be a great year for the Bears, especially with the division kind of who knows what's going to happen in our division. But yeah. based on everything they've been doing, I'm excited for football. I'm excited for the Bears. And now I'm excited for football cards. Drifting yeah. away from our, from our Bowman obsession, it's it's making me happy. But what about you? Do you have anyone else that you want to talk about? Or, or? Yeah, and uh, before I get into it, though, here, here's the thing about Daniel Jones that I really like about him. Other than Saquon Barkley – who else on that offense is is like a top tier player? Right. Nobody. Nobody. They have a, they, no offense. They have a very average offense. So it makes it makes Daniel Jones stand out even more because <laughs> if he if he can play to a level that's up there with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, you know, his market is going to skyrocket because there's nobody surrounding him that's gonna shot that's gonna over like that people are going to overlook Daniel Jones. Like, mm-hmm. you know, with two, like with two on, on the dolphins, he, they have Tyreek Hill. You know what I mean? So Tyreek Hill, everybody's going to be looking at the dolphins, but they, they, they want to see Tyreek Hill play. They don't want to see Tua play. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's the Vikings. You know, everybody wants to see Justin Jefferson play. They don't want to see Kirk cousins play. Yeah. Everyone's going because they want to see certain players, you know? So, I mean, for Daniel Jones, if he ends up coming out strong for the season and he's man he's putting up numbers well no one else is going to be like you know overshadowing him you know mm-hmm. what i mean so i think it i think daniel jones is a great a great pick and he doesn't need to be a super bowl winning quarterback he just needs to keep getting them to the playoffs yeah exactly 
you know, and, and his market will go up. If he can stay consistent and be and be in in the media talk when it comes to quarterbacks, that's where you need to be in order to be successful in the hobby, as you know, in my opinion. Um, I agree. I'm actually I, you know how much you know how badly I wanted to put Kyle Murray on my list. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's your boy. Yeah. Do you know I, 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 I'm not going to pick him. I almost wrote him down. But have you seen his card market, man? No, I don't look at it's, his card market. It's so bad. Mm, his, but now his, I might. His Prism rookies, just his base Prism rookies in PSA 10, they're like 50 bucks. Mm. They used to be $200. They should be like 200 plus. His Don Russ rated rookie, just his paper rated rookie, used to be 150 plus. I think it's like a $30 card now, man. And I have it. And I had it when it was 150. (laughs) So, yeah, it's. I wanted to put Kyler Murray down because, again, I think just a resurgence year. Granted, a lot of people are expecting the Cardinals to just be absolute trash, Mm -hmm. um, because you know they no longer have DeAndre Hopkins uh, Hopkins anymore. So, Uh, but I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson. Dang. You know I'm a big believer in Lamar Jackson. You know I love Lamar Jackson ever since he's come into the league. Yep. Uh, I I put a bet yesterday. Ravens versus <laughs> Ravens versus Bears Super Bowl, man. I know. Plus like thirty thousand odds. Hey, could you imagine Lamar Jackson versus Justin Fields Super Bowl? That'd how be pretty exciting, exciting! How exciting of a game that would be. You basically have the exact same player at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Lamar going into this year. So why I picked Lamar? His market's high, but I think there's a lot of upside to his market still because of everything that happened in the offseason. He got a new contract. He was once the highest player in the league. Justin Herbert got paid. Now he's the second highest pay, uh, player in the league. He finally has a wide receiver. <laughs> He's been playing with a very mediocre wide receiver cord other than Mark Andrews at tight end. Mm-hmm. He has OBJ now. Granted, I mean, I think OBJ is only like 28 years old or something like that. I, I think know. he's still I think he's still pretty young. Now, I, I was watching a video. Somebody's actually, one of the analysts said that apparently OBJ said this might be his last year in, in uh, the NFL. Wow. He might retire after this year. I highly doubt that's going to happen. I think that's just him playing playing to like the sympathy card. I think he'll end up taking it, you know, probably season by season, you know, see what happens. But I think, I think with OBJ on the team, Lamar has, will have a a lot more confidence uh, uh, for a receiver that he can throw to. I think the biggest problem that they're probably going to have is trying to find that happy medium between allowing Lamar Jackson to be Lamar Jackson and still be able to rush the ball, but then also getting, uh, OBJ enough receptions to make it worthwhile having them on the offense. But I think, I think it's going to be really good. I think the Ravens, as long as Lamar Jackson can stay healthy for an entire season. I mean, let's face it, This guy was an MVP and mm-hmm. his MVP and his MVP season was unreal. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like what he had 36 touchdown passes to like less than 10 interceptions. I, he had, I don't even know how many rushing yards he had that season. Last year, he broke Michael Vick's record for most uh, 100-yard rushing games mm-hmm. in a career. <laughs> and he's like, how old? You know? Yeah, I don't know. So, I, you know, and it's exciting. So, I mean, if you look, like I said, his base prism rookie card, uh, last one sold for 220. I seen him as high as uh, 240. Uh, his 2018 Prism Disco rookie card in a PSA 10, uh, one sold for $565, which I realistically, I don't actually think that that's high. His mm-hmm. auto though, his autos though, that's where, that's where the money's at. Yeah. His uh, 2018 Optic Hollow Art, uh, Auto rookie card, number out of 99, PSA 10, one, uh, the last one sold for $2,214. Wow. And then his 2018, uh, his green or his neon green pulser prism rookie auto in a PSA 10 sold for $2,481. Dang. So his market's high, his market's still high, but I actually think that there's, you know, a lot of people are probably going to be putting the emphasis on Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, 
like you said, Trevor Lawrence. People are still going to be high on Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson can have a nice resurgence uh, season. It's going to be tough because he plays in the division um, with you know with Joe Burrow. But could you imagine him beating Joe Burrow both yeah. times they play? Yeah. There was there was talks. I I watched a um I watched um I think it was on Fox Sports One. I watched a clip about them saying can the can the Ravens make it to an AFC Championship game? <laughs> so I don't know. He's my pick. We'll see what happens. You I you know like I said I love Lamar Jackson. You know hopefully uh, they can play well. Hopefully the Bears play well. My bet will win and they'll yeah. both make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So. I hope so too. Uh, is there anybody else? If if you don't have anybody else, uh, I'm happy with leaving it there. Um, but is there anybody else that you were looking at? Uh, the only other player that I look at, uh, I won't go deep into it, but I just want to put it out in the universe is Tua. I'm I'm still a Tua supporter. I think Tua and the that's, Dolphins. That's a tough. That's a tough market to buy into. Yeah, exactly. Because so, he might be one hit away from never playing football ever again. <laughs> I know it's kind of. So, I shouldn't laugh. It's actually kind of scary and sad. It is but, very scary, and it's and it's very sad because he's so young. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. my other like sleeper pick, if you want to call it a sleeper pick. But like you said, it's risky, so I won't dive into it. But I'm I'm happy with our four picks, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, just if you want to just give us your final thoughts, then we can uh, wrap this one up because. I need to go on uh, eBay real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I have it open. I'm looking at trash cards right now. Oh, so, man. We should have. Yeah. Don't worry. We should have bought that card, man. Don't you worry. I told you that there's one coming for us. So it's going to be Yeah, fine. but it's not a Spectra RPA <laughs> PSA 10. Number out of 60. Okay. For $200. Anyway. Eh, all right. So recap. Uh this episode, it kind of straight away from, like I said, we are hardcore Bowman people when it comes to the hobby, when it comes to the sports card hobby. But now that football is essentially, I'm calling it like officially back because last week was the Hall of Fame game. But tonight, I, th- I didn't know there's two games tonight. Is that true? Oh, I don't know. I think there's two games tonight, two preseason games happening tonight. I've just been looking forward to Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So now the football is back. We decided to go into the football cards market. And like we've said so many times on this podcast episode, quarterbacks are where you need to look if you're trying to invest into football cards. You could absolutely invest into wide receivers and running backs, tight ends, even freaking – the hobby is so crazy and thriving. You could buy – defensive players micah parsons cards are pretty expensive from what i remember so i bet you uh um uh nick bosa cards are probably pretty up there i think he's number number three on the top 100 or four he's number four yeah both bosa brothers aaron donald uh, any football card you invest in is great but usually quarterbacks just take the cake they're by far the most expensive cards in the football hobby so we wanted to dive into that. We wanted to find some short-term and long-term investments, and I'm happy we we talked about both of those situations. My pick is for short-term is Kyle Trask. Uh, Jason's pick for short-term was Jason? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. And our long-term picks, Jason had Jason. <laughs> Were you not listening? <laughs> I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to include you here at the end. Oh, okay. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and my long-term pick is Daniel Jones. And that's just because we think that those markets are affordable, which is another thing that we touched on. We like buying into low, affordable markets, hoping that they can become these high-end, I don't want to say unaffordable, but expensive markets for people. So let us know what you think. Please reach out to us on our social media platforms, on Instagram and Twitter. We are at JellyCards, J-E-L-I-C-A-R-D-S. And on TikTok, we are jelly underscore cards. And please let us know what you think. I know that there are tons of football card collectors out there. People who are in the sports card hobby love football cards. They eat them up. It's so it's so much fun. You just have to watch one game a week, and then you just see the card market go crazy. Mm-hmm. So let us know your thoughts. Who are you investing in in terms of the football season coming up? Even if it is non-quarterbacks, I'm interested. I want to hear about that kind of stuff because – 
I actually have a, a Justin Jefferson rookie card in a PSA 10 that I've been holding on to with uh, me and JK bought that card. So I'm curious to know if there are hardcore Justin Jefferson collectors out there. And I just want to hear people's thoughts. So please reach out. Um, I mentioned our social media platforms. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you're buying. Let us know if you think our picks are good or bad. And yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope we have an amazing week. I hope we have an amazing weekend watching some NFL football being back. And as always, keep spreading the love of this hobby from your friends at Jelly Guards.